Hi, this is Randall with Business Partner Blueprint. Welcome you back to another episode of the Blueprint Pros Podcast, where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful, I can't stand myself. And today, we're going to talk about not if, but who, the single most important success ingredient. Now, we need to uh, we need to go back. On the last episode, we talked about women in the boardroom, the truth episode and the response was amazing it went um it ranged i it, it varied from hey that was great information i like the fact that you kept the three major points simple around um being the best and be yourself and deliver 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 uh other feedback was and I, I knew this one was going to come. You're a guy. You don't know it. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea what it's like for women in the boardroom. To um, the interesting one was, well, yeah, Randall, the three points you raised, those are so obvious. I didn't get anything out of it. And it's like, okay, let, let's uh, let's 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 go back and take each one of these individually. And um, let's kind of give some backdrop and some context to all of this. So the first thing is we know there is a huge effort to create opportunity for everyone, regardless to gender, age, uh, race, creed, um, academic background, uh, religious background, um, uh, sexual orientation, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to say, look, we are a gender blind, color blind, religion blind, um, place where we, we embrace diversity and inclusion. We want everyone that wants a job to feel like they can walk into an environment and be their best. And we're doing it, uh, without expecting people to conform to what others believe is, um, you know, what you have to do in order to, to do that, especially to the extent that that expectation has uh, brought about discrimination and um, um, uh, lack of inclusion. So with that as a backdrop, the, it creates a whole host of opportunities, clearly, but it also uh, brings about a lot of challenges. There are the external challenges around what other people do and what's that fight and how do you come overcome that. But then there's that internal challenge around what do I have to do? How, how is it that the way that I see the world might actually be limiting my success? And so you've heard me talk about Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great book, um, classic. Everything in there is is so insightful. It makes so much sense under the category of being the best you. And uh, the one that I always uh, talk about is let me stay within my circle of influence and not my circle of concern. 
And what he meant by that is there's a lot of things that you're concerned about that you can't influence. So if you want to have a conversation about how the system is unfair and how it's um, it's not right the way people treat folks in the in the boardroom and treat women and treat minorities and treat gay lesbian and treat the disabled, you're you're absolutely right to be concerned about it. And to the extent that um, um you can actually influence it, then by all means, you know, go about and do the things that you can. In my case, my way of influencing those specific things was to be the best me. All right. Uh, as a person who's gone through discrimination, being a black American, then clearly um, and born in the 60s in the deep south Alabama you know, I'm I'm not going to bore you with all the stories about the different forms of racism and this, that, and the other, and so forth that I went through. We're just not going to go there. Uh, that's a topic for another conversation. But what I can tell you is while I was concerned about race relations and how black folks were treated and the systemic impact of racism in all of our institutions and whatnot, the one single thing that I could control was to lend my support to the change. But be the best possible me. And being the best possible me meant that as I dealt with everything that came up, I was consciously aware as to whether what I was doing made a difference for the people that came behind me. And each one of you will need to do this however you see best. Um, if you're a student of the civil rights, you can look at... Um, Malcolm X and uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. And people will argue who had the better strategy, nonviolence versus other. But from my point of view, you needed both. You needed both Malcolm and Martin. And so that being the case, you know, as, as a woman in the boardroom or as anyone else, yes, you you have a clear right to be an advocate for for making sure that there's parity and equity. And as a woman in the boardroom, you you have a right to be the best you, uh, even if you choose to be more strategic about the battles you pick by by demonstrating through performance um, that um, you, you can do the job. So that tends to be my strong suit demonstrating by performance. That's the perspective that I'm taking. I'm more of the Malcolm. I mean, the more of the uh, Martin in this argument than the Malcolm. And so I want to talk a little bit more about what that means, especially when we start talking about mindset for success, not if, but who, and, um, you know, being your true authentic self. And so in this case, uh, the, the key thing is this is less about, do I really understand uh, what it means to, to be a woman? I don't. I really don't. Uh, and I'm not going to say I do. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, women have unique challenges, have unique obstacles to overcome. There will be things thrown at women that I'll have no sense of, no appreciation for, never will. It's not going to happen. And the most I can do is is be sympathetic and and hopefully not pile on, clearly not knowingly pile on. But what I can tell you is that there are a lot of similarities with regard to being your best. The, the issue that I found is it's not an issue of whether or not bad stuff's going to come your way. That's wrong. That's clearly wrong. It's the issue of 
how do you handle it when it comes your way? This is not an issue of whether or not you're going to um, be victimized. All right. Um, anyone that's tried to do business, anyone that's uh, tried to do anything in this country, other co countries, you will be victimized. The question becomes, do you adopt a victim mentality to the point that it totally debilitates you or prevents you from seeing opportunity? I'm going to say this one more time. The question is, does it bring about a victim mentality that precludes your ability to move forward, to advance the cause for the mission and the goals that you set out for? And does it prevent you from seeing opportunity that actually helps you to move forward and advance the cause? A friend of mine told me way back in when that struggle was the human condition. <clears throat> I originally disagreed with it because I'm like, why do you need to struggle? Why do you need to struggle? Why do you need to struggle? And I've since come to a different understanding. I'm like, you know what? Um, she was right. Struggle is the human condition. And while we might feel like the struggle shouldn't be necessary, you're probably right. But it's it's real. It's there. I don't really care who you are. You're going to struggle. You can have all the money in the world and you're probably just as helpless dealing with a sick child as someone with no money. You can probably get some expensive doctors and this, that, and the other and whatnot, but you can't do a doggone thing about it. Um, you know, struggle comes in many different forms and it hits everybody in some way or another. I'm, I'm, I'm totally convinced. And I think it's, it's interesting when people come back and say, oh, you have a great life. You don't struggle. Oh, you have too much money. You don't struggle. It's like, yeah, no, to me, that's that whole making your, um, making yourself, of uh, um, 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 justifying your struggle by saying, you know, it only happens to you and nobody else. Like, no, struggle happens to everybody. So that being the case, we're going to get to the not if, but who in this regard. It's going to be a struggle getting to the boardroom. It is. It's been a struggle for everybody that got there. I think the only people that it probably wasn't a struggle for was the first people that created the boardroom, <laughs> just so you know. And so uh, it's a struggle for a reason. Part of the struggle is to weed out the people that don't really have a good appreciation for what it takes to get there uh, haven't done what it took to prove that they deserve to be there. And uh, in some cases, um, it, it is designed to, to weed out, to separate what we call the wheat from the chaff, the cream of the crop. It, it really and truly is designed that way. And so if you recall, when we started talking about the podcast pros we start saying, let's walk you through the uh, insider secrets, the secret handshake, so that you understand what it takes to be, uh, separate the, 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 you know, to be the cream of the crop, to, to separate the wheat from the chaff. It's like, okay, all right, we're, we're, we're telling you in this entire series, here's what it takes. Here's how to navigate the struggle. And the biggest thing that you have to do is you have to have the right mindset. This is not a question of, um, you know, if people can get into the boardroom. People get into the boardroom every single day. They do. And it's not always the same old people. New people come in. Innovation requires growth. Innovation requires new ideas. 
Um, innovation requires seeing things in ways you hadn't seen it. And most companies that have been around for 20, and in this case, 10, 20, 50, 100 or more years, they've had to bring in new ideas, new innovation, and a whole host of things. So the question is not if getting to the board. And the question is who. And, the, and, and so you have to say that I want to build a company that gets me into the boardroom for the purpose of creating the legacy that I want to create for my family and my community, for myself, my family, and my community. I believe that I am uniquely qualified to take on this challenge and make it happen. Now, a lot of people don't want to be real and honest about that. And so you you um, you have to say that that really and truly is it. And so once you accept that, the question becomes, you know, once again, not if, but who and who am I to believe that I can make this happen? And uh, what do I need to do to get there? OK, now you're probably listening to this and going, Randall, I already made that decision. That's not my issue. What I'm talking about right now, again, is mindset. So you've made the decision. All right. You're saying under the but who I am the person you're comfortable with that. So it's like, OK, great. Now, what does that mean? And I'll share with you my story. Uh, one of my coaches, Jen Kim, amazing uh, brand brand uh, brand master. Um, she, she owns a company called Kimcom and she works with small business owners and entrepreneurs on building legacy brands. She's worked with a lot of famous people and she talked about, um, her core values. Uh, because one of the things that she understands, especially around a personality brand is you need to stand for something. All right. And so I was, uh, thinking about that and I started saying, well, what, what actually are my brand values? And uh, I have five of them. I'll name them all for you. Respect, excellence, legacy, innovation, and candor. I'll say it again. My five brand values are respect, excellence, legacy, innovation, and candor. And as I started thinking about those, it was like, you know what? Those five are not something that I just put down on a sheet of paper and came up with because my coach told me I needed to have one. Those are things that have actually guided and governed my life since I can recall. They are who I am. Under the not if, but who, all right? I do believe in showing respect to uh, others, even when it's not shown. I definitely believe in excellence. Uh, I'd try my level best to make sure that if it has the Dobbins name on it, it's quality. It it reflects excellence. It requires thought. It um, it um, uh, shows that um, uh, detail matters. You're going to find a few things here and there, but it's not because I was sloppy and didn't care. It was truly an oversight and will be corrected. <laughs> and and uh, in some cases, it may actually be intentional. But but not because uh, I didn't care. So, yeah, definitely excellence. And that's just something that my grandparents instilled in me. You know, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Uh, legacy. Um, you'll find that, you know, there's a 
for, for those of you that, that have read the Bible, there's a phrase, I believe it's in Romans, to whom much is given, much is required. But if you keep reading, it says to whom even more is given, even more is required. And I just believe that my life was meant to 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 stand for something, to make a difference, to make it easier for the people behind me, including my own family. And so we'll talk more about that in, in future episodes, but clearly I believe that I'm here to make a difference, uh, to make an impact, and there's going to be some legacy. I don't need to be Henry Ford and have a company uh, named after me and this, that, and the other and whatnot. But, you, you know, it's one of those things where at some point, if if you leave the face of this planet knowing that you made it easier for somebody else, I'm comfortable with that as a legacy. Innovation. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, I I think my, 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 my mom would tell you going back and to age seven, I was always looking at new ways to doing of doing things. You got to love this uh, millennial generation because they are questioning everything, rightfully so. And there's a healthy tension between here's the way we've always done it and revisiting why, you know, why we do it that way, which is, you know, the heart of innovation. And so um, I've always looked at, and I think it's the engineer in me, it says that, you know, there's got to be another easier, faster, better way to achieve an outcome. So innovation has just been a part of who I am from, from the very beginning. And of course, candor, you know, I always hate the phrase, you'll, you'll learn this about me. I, I I've always hated the phrase. Let me be honest. And, and let me tell you why I hate that phrase. For those of us with, with a weird sense of humor like me, or a weird sense of, of, of hearing, of, of, of listening, it's like, if somebody says, let me be honest, I'm like, well, have you not been honest previously? Have you been dishonest? Are you typically dishonest? You feel the need to tell me, let me be honest. So I'm like, okay, it never occurred to me that you weren't honest. But now that you've saying, let me be honest, I'm like, okay, all right, now I need to rethink everything you ever told me. So what I tend to say is under candor, let me be candid. Let me be frank. Let me be direct. And uh, in this, in my case, I tend to be candid, just sharing with you what I believe and what I know. And so when you start talking about your, your, your values, like I said, mine are respect, excellence, legacy, innovation, and candor, it begins to speak to who I am, how I approach things, um, why it is that that has actually gotten me to the boardroom. All right. Now you you'll need to come up with your uh, your list, but once you understand that, once people know who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, uh, what motivates you, what drives you, that's going to have a huge impact on your employees, and it's going to have a bigger impact on the relationship that you have with your corporate customers. It's going to be huge. So in this case, the mindset around um, uh, how you see yourself, what your values are, how those issues help you to overcome struggle, how they help you to overcome disadvantage, how they help you to overcome uh, a number of roadblocks that are going to be thrown your way. All of that is going to be huge. And there are going to be challenges. I'm just going to tell you this right now. There are going to be more things to distract you and take you off off task and off your goal, and you've got to have the mental toughness to um, to make sure they 
don't take you off your game. They don't take you off your path. They don't take you off your focus. It's easy for it to happen and then come back and claim the system. And and I'm going to tell you, you, you know, un, until a lot more of us get to the other side and do a lot more of this, the it's going to be an uphill battle for, against the system. It clearly is. It's going to be a, an uphill battle against the man. But, you know, I've done it. You can do it. Others are currently doing it. So it's not an unachievable goal. It's not an insurmountable task. It's more of, do you have the right mindset to get you there? And are you willing to stay focused? And so what I'm going to leave you with is develop your list of values. I told you mine were respect, excellence, legacy, innovation, candor. Find some that work for you and have that guide you through the challenges that are ahead. And as you do that, it's going to become very clear um, what types of business will work for you versus those that won't, because you're going to have both. You've got to be clear on the type of, because not all business is good business. So you're going to need to know what you're going to what you need to walk away from and what it is you want to embrace and get more of. But at the end of the day, you know, the classic to thine own first to thine own self be true. I want you to start thinking about the mindset for success. All right. So that's uh that's our not if but who, the single most important success ingredient. You are the person that's going to be the one to overcome the challenges, create the legacy for for uh, the folks you're looking to create the legacy for, and build the business that uh, you thought you could have. So I'm going to close for the day. And uh, if you recall, I mentioned to you that um, I was going to give you a chance to stay stay in touch with us. So um, the uh, website is up for you to join our email list. Please go to www.blueprintpros.com and get on our email list to stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting news. This is Randall signing off. <music>